Hi everyone, and welcome to tonight's episode of Story Reckless. Uh, I, as always, am Nathan. I will be your DM. I use he, him pronouns, and uh, like to quickly introduce our other two players. We'll start with Claire. It's nice to know that you are consistently Nathan. I, um, well... <laughs> I was also going to comment on that. <laughs> you don't know, people change their names. I've done it like three times. Yeah, you know, there's lots of things that could happen, but yeah. For tonight, I'm, Claire. I'm Nathan. Sorry, okay, I'm Claire. Tonight and most nights. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. And I am Olive. My pronouns are they, she. And thanks for being patient with us as we started late. I have Crohn's disease, and sometimes that means I get bad tummy aches, among other things. And you just gotta sit with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we are here playing D&D. And uh, we will jump back in to our story for the night. So, last time uh, on Story Reckless, as our adventurers delve deeper within this mansion, this mysterious mansion, they find themselves trapped within. Uh, They finally read the little note in the library, uh, and it turns out this mansion belongs to some mage named Fistandia who apparently, uh, as a small game, has hidden books around the mansion with single letters on them that will, if put together in the right order, spell out the command word to let them leave this place. Our heroes met some residents of the mansion who have apparently been here for quite some time. They met two homunculi named Cumin and Coriander. Uh, They met another cat. By the name of, I know, I know that. Yes, 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 I know. But there was the Sylvan uh, name of Karagheen, which, yes, translates to liver shrub. Um, Thank you, chat. Uh, They also met two fairy dragons that were just very rambunctious tricksters. They were mean. Very mean, yes. Um, Mean little rude fairy dragons. Um, and they <laughs> pestered Lovelace uh, mercilessly, but eventually revealed themselves to Kadam. They decided to sit down for dinner for the evening, uh, since Kumin and Coriander were so anxious to serve them, and this is when Lovelace bumped into one chair in the room. There were six at the table and one odd one in the corner, and the one that Lovelace happened to bump into was a mimic. Oopsies. The mimic proceeded to try to devour its new meal. Uh, That's me! While this fight (laughs) broke out. uh, And you managed to get to the end of it with Lovelace unconscious and tragically as Kumin and Coriander flew in to help out their new guests. Kumin was struck by the mimic being shattered into dust on the wall. And with that, we will go back to our players as the silence permeates the room after the battle has ended. Lovelace slumped over unconscious, her arm half devoured by this uh, mimic and dust hanging in the air. So I will open it up to the players now. I will immediately uh, 
rush over to uh, Lovelace. I don't even need to move. That's great. Excellent. Um, <laughs> and drop down to my knees. All right, sweetheart. Um, I'm going to try and very gently, like, either pry open the jaws of the mimic or, like, if it's slack jaw, just kind of carefully remove her arm. Um, yeah, you reach down and have to kind of grip your fingers underneath these series of rows of teeth that have just sprouted from the top of the chair. And when you place your hand on it, you feel it kind of adhere to the chair itself. And there's this horrible, viscous, um, almost mucus across the entire surface of this creature that's trying to stick you to it. Uh, But it is quite slack jaw and you're able to easily pry it open and pull Lovelace's arm out, which has severe lacerations on it and burns all along the forearm. All right, uh, I'll take out my healer's kit because that's what I've got at the moment and uh, start cleaning her up. Okay, uh, uh, does that, does the healer's kit do anything besides stabilize? Uh, I think you have to have a feat, right, in order to actually... You have to have a feat in order to heal. Can I... I'm trying to remember if I can, like, bring someone back to consciousness to one? Yeah. I know the feat is, like, uh, like actually rolling dice to heal. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. While you look that up, though, um, and you are bandaging Lovelace up, uh, pouring, you know, probably rubbing salves into her arm, whatever you can to help with these wounds. Um, you hear the fluttering of wings as uh, Coriander flies over your head and goes to the corner and gently lands on the carpet, looking down at what remains of these little bits and pieces of clay. And he just starts gathering up the little pieces into his arm. Uh, Irony looks over quietly. Go ahead, Lovelace. I'm so sorry. Thank you. We heard some noises in here the other night, but we didn't think anything of it. Is there anything that we can do either for you or for Kumin? Oh, only Fistandia would be able to bring him back. We haven't seen her in... I don't know how long. Did she say where she went? Or when she was coming back? No, no, she, she would... She would come and go with as she pleased. Uh, it was quite frequently, actually. Just one day, never returned. And he gathers up the remaining pieces. Excuse me. Of course. And he will fly into the kitchen with what pieces he has in his arms, uh, disappearing into the other room. Uh, Kadam, did you find out if the healer's kit, uh, did, um, did, um, brings them to 
consciousness? I am not seeing anything. Okay. Yeah. In I any direction. Think pretty confident that just base, uh, like base healer's kit, um, just stabilizes a creature that is uh, still suffering from death. Yes. Um, so yeah, I can stabilize a creature that has zero hit points without needing to make a medicine check. There we That's go. That's all it does. Okay. Okay. Well. I'm using my healer's kit to okay. uh, start bandaging her up. Yeah. So you start to bandage Lovelace up. Um, Irony. Irony will come over to you. Um, he's also looking really, really hurt. Uh, you can see he has big gouges in his forearms, and his hands are red and puffy from whatever acidic substance was inside that mouth that his hands got pulled into. You're next. Oh, I say to him. Uh, is there anything I can do to help Lovelace? I'm not a cleric, uh, but no, doctor. that's all right. Um, I think we just need to let her rest. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, very well. Would you be able to go? Well, no. Stay here. Actually, I don't want you touching anything else. If the way your hands are, um, and I'll I'll finish up Lovelace and then go to his arms. Okay. Yeah, um, and you take some time bandaging him up, and uh, after a bit of time of this, um, everything's patched up as best as you can do with you know what supplies you have, um, and I man, so this hasn't happened. In, I I don't even know how long. When someone goes unconscious, I think that you have to roll to see how long they stay unconscious for. But I think to keep the story moving, we'll just say that you're probably going to be out for an hour, um, and we'll just keep it at that. So, in the meantime, um, Kadam, uh, what are what are you going to do with you know with your unconscious companion inside this? mansion what, what would you like to do well uh make sure that lovelace is in the recovery position okay. uh and is there a tablecloth um it's kind of hard to tell from the picture no it's no. just yeah it's just a uh beautiful hardwood table which is now has silverware just <laughs> everywhere um, you can see gouge marks in the wood. Uh, yeah, the room's kind of trashed. But yeah, they oh, really what? the only other things in here besides the chairs and the table. Um, it's just all that silverware that is now strewn about the room. All right. Um, it does look really nice, silverware. <laughs> I note that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go into the kitchen and see if I can find coriander. Yeah. Um, stepping into the kitchen, uh, you see the two cats are uh, are in the corner, just kind of staring in the direction of the dining room, wide-eyed, looking a bit nervous. Um, and you can... Well, Here. it's all right now, I tell the cats. Uh, 
if you want to go say hi to Lovelace, I'm sure she'd appreciate war- war- waking up with a warm, purring body on her. I, I know, I don't speak cat, but I thought I might as well tell you all. They kind of patter towards you and start weaving between your legs. Uh, and Gutweed kind of looks out the door towards the dining room. And then patters yep. out uh, into the area and goes up to Lovelace. Um, Liver Shrub just kind of is rubbing their back on your legs, looking oh. up at you. All right. I'll pick Liver Shrub up. Uh, they immediately go <laughs> and they latch All on right. your arm. Okay. Oh, Lizard Grub is the sharp one. Don't the cat. They flop on their belly. No. Um, <laughs> you can hear some very faint, like, sobbing coming from the pantry. I'll knock on the door. Uh, the door is ajar. So you knock I'll, on it. I'll knock on it anyway. And you hear, <laughs> Hey, yes? It's me. Um, I'll, I'll be out in one moment. Uh, the soup is almost, is almost ready. Uh, just one moment, please. Well, I wanted to check in with you about that, actually. Uh, I can take over the soup. Oh, no, uh, no, no. It, uh, please, uh, I'm here for you. Uh, just give me a moment. Uh, and you kind of hear some clanking in the pantry. I'll, I'll head back. Okay. Uh, going back into the dining room, you can see that uh, Gutweed has curled up on top of Lovelace. Um, just kind of purring their, their eyes closed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Irony, I am disinclined to leave this room for rather a while. Yeah, uh, it seems like I guess we're safe. <laughs> we disposed of the thing that was in here. Why don't you just stay with Lovelace and I will I will keep an eye on the, the door over there, make sure nothing comes down the hall. All right. And over, over the next little while, I'll uh, start straightening the room as best I can. Okay. Uh, as you are straightening the room up, um, you do find there are what appear to be, well, six sets of this uh, silverware. Um, if you start, you can set the table, whatever you want to do with it. Um, and after probably five to ten minutes, Coriander comes fluttering in, uh, with a a big bowl of soup and kind of sets it down and then flutters back into the kitchen and comes back with another bowl, sets it down, and eventually comes back with a third one, uh, and kind of looks at it, looks over towards Lovelace. Uh, when she's awake. When she's awake. Um, Thank you very much for this. Oh, yes. 
feels good to to keep busy. I'm glad. Uh, I'll, I'll bring out some bread as well. Thank you. Flies out. So you, uh, Kadam, if you so choose to, can take another short rest uh, in this hour's time. Yeah. Uh, as you're waiting for Lovelace, enjoying Kadam your soup. Kadam is the cleric. Short rests mean nothing. <laughs> yep. Um, and, uh, yeah. If you don't mind while waiting there, well, what do you do while you're waiting there? Well, I eat dinner because I'm hungry and there's no point in not eating food when you're hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And while you eat, uh, Irony does sit down for a moment, eats his soup, uh, and then he stands uh, after finishing and goes back to the door and just has it slightly ajar and just kind of leaning against the wall, keeping an eye on the hallway. Um, I'll have him do a perception check while you're waiting for the place. But as you sit in the now somewhat eerie silence, just hearing Coriander in the kitchen tidying up um, while Gutweed rests atop Lovelace's unconscious body, time begins to pass. And after an hour, nothing happens. At the end of this hour, Lovelace, you start to come to, and you feel this low, vibrating purr on your... Let's see if you're in the recovery position. It's probably like... Yeah, do you have an idea? Yeah, so Lovelace does not wake up quietly here. So as soon as, like... Like, probably even before, like, her conscious mind is, like, awake. Like, her body just, like, jolts up. She's like, opens her eyes. Like, eyes are wide. Like, this kind of, like, a little bit of maybe, like, foam at her mouth. Mm-hmm. And she just, like, scrambles up. And if there's any chairs around... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to just, like, mule kick the closest chair and be like, oh! oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm assuming that Kadam probably set the room up. Yeah, yeah, I did. I'm sitting in a chair next to her. I'm gonna uh, kick the nearest, like, empty chair, I guess. So as you as hard as I can. As you scramble up and Gutwee just <laughs> jumps off onto the floor and you and then buddy. kick it. Uh, make a strength athletics check for me. I just want to see how powerful of a kick this is. This'll be when you roll the one, right? Oh, you're muted. What'd you get? Five plus five is ten. That's, I mean, that's plenty. You're kicking a chair and you kick it and it its leg just kind of snaps and it falls to one side. Um, as Lovelace is now standing there, irony kind of, huh. oh. 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 What's going on? Mark. We're safe for the moment. Welcome back. What, what have you done with the body of this thing? I have dragged it back into the corner from which it came. So is it, it's just like resting in the corner over here? Yep. You just, just see this limp mass, still somewhat chair in chair form. Focus on it, just watching it. 
It's it's dead. Yep. Hasn't moved the last hour and a half. It's been an hour and. You've you've checked the others. I have. Uh, Kuman's in pieces. Um, Coriander took them back to the kitchen and said that Fistandia could fix them, but uh, also seemed pretty upset. So, I've been letting them do what feels good. Is anybody else hurt? Are you, are, Kidama, are you okay? I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm shaken. I will admit I am shaken, but physically I'm just fine. And uh, Irony's, uh, well, you can see his forearms. Quite, quite the battle scar. <laughs> How did you get them? What happened? Well, I, uh, I reached out to, uh, I, I know a bit of magic. I can create that. And you see this kind of bolts of electricity arcing between his fingers. Uh, it's really all I know, and I have to touch the creature. So, uh, when I touched it, the chair's cushion opened up into a mouth and pulled my arms in. He was very brave. You reached into that thing. Uh, not on purpose. But yes, I did shock it from the inside. Uh, it was really weird seeing my silhouette of my own arms through the flesh of another creature. Uh. I've perhaps misjudged you. Oh. Irony. Thank you for your assistance. Oh, and like at that, like Lovelace, like then like relaxes or just like starts to like the muscles kind of like let go, like in like one muscle group at a time. Yeah. And she just kind of like very consciously like goes through. It's like relax this elbow, relax this arm. Just drops her shoulders. Do you do the the horse sit thing, or are you still like? Standing there, just going into Probably a relaxed like, state. The little like tucked up thing, uh-huh. kind of kneeling down. Yeah, more like more like a crouching deer mm-hmm. or a goat than like a horse sitting on its butt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how horses sit. I don't know. There's there's lukewarm soup. It's superb, uh, and fresh bread, butter. If you want dinner. That would be... I'm famished. Yes, please. Here. I, I gesture to the the open place at the table. <laughs> the freshly oh. open. Also, uh... Freshly <laughs> open. Oh, superb. Oh, my... Okay. No! You, you, Lieutenant Crashdown, you and Operation should talk. Anyways. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm down to just, like, eat some food. Down. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the soup is very good. It is cold at this point, um, and the bread as well is cold, but it's still quite warm uh, or quite uh, soft, and it feels pretty fresh. Um, but yeah, you can uh, definitely do that. What would the two of you like to do? As you're in this room, are you gonna hang out here for a while? Like, what's what's the plan? What's the plan? I've been thinking about that. 
Uh, it's getting pretty far on into the evening. Although, I kind of look out the windows up at the, I assume, still swirling cyan and yes. blue and purple sky. And actually, that is a good point. Uh, probably at the end of that period, just before Lovelace wakes up, uh, I believe you watch as those glowing orbs producing the sunlight just and fade and go dark. Um, now this room is just lit by the oil lamps within, uh, contrasted with the purplish blue light coming through the windows, creating that strange pattern of uh, refractive light in the room. So, uh, yeah, it seems to be heading on towards night. I am disinclined to leave, well, this, the kitchen, and the arboretum, frankly, until we are in better shape. I'm inclined to agree. We can barricade these doors. Uh, is Coriander in here, or is Coriander... Coriander's in the kitchen. Do you know if... I... I hate to ask more of him, but do you know if he sleeps? You could perhaps keep watch. I, I don't like I the don't. thought of this invisible creature. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We can ask. We also might ask the uh, the little dragons. Um, I would not trust them to keep a full night's watch. Fair. I was thinking about explaining something about a, a game of hide-and-seek with a demon that might be fun? It's worth a shot, but uh, I wouldn't trust them to keep up at it for more than a few minutes. You might be right. Uh, I just think they're charming. That makes one of us. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. We uh, don't need to involve them if you don't want to. Perhaps tomorrow. Um, they could be help us in the search. Alright. But anything that requires sustained attention? Absolutely not. I will gather up our dishes and deliver them into the kitchen. Okay. Um, and, uh, uh, Coriander. Oh, thank you. Starts oh. taking the dishes. Mm -hmm. <sighs> uh, Starts washing them. Would you mind terribly if we stayed in the dining room tonight? Oh, uh, no, no, of course, of course. All uh, right. Do, do you need anything else? Uh, perhaps a nightcap? Uh, no, thank you. Um, we've got bedding of our own, so we don't need to worry about that. Very well. Um. Also, uh, we are only two people, and we need sleep. We also, well, we're three people, and we need sleep. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, uh, that's generally how it goes uh, for, for creatures such as yourselves. Right, and, um, well, would you be willing to just keep an ear out for maybe a couple of hours? so that we all can get a decent night's sleep and change trade-off watches 
it would be uh, very kind of you if you'd be willing to keep an ear and an eye out for anything. Uh, well, there's there's an invisible demon running around here, and oh, we're just not terribly excited about it. That's um. Oh, this place is just falling apart around me. Uh, okay. Where did it come from? So we didn't actually read the note that Fistandia left until after we'd been down the secret door. Uh, we down the secret passageway. Right, 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 right. Um, uh, so we found a summoning room with uh, a, uh, a circle in it that we assume the demon came out of there. Uh, yes, yeah, so Fistandia did go down into... I, I'd never really been in there myself, but uh, I know that she didn't like guests going, knowing about that place, and... Uh, that's fair. Well, um, that's... Um, I have questions and concerns, having seen it myself. Right. Uh, well, yes, um, of course. You, you, uh, you and your companions, you may sleep in the kitchen. I, I would say there is a bedroom upstairs, but if... Doubtless... Yeah, we don't want to take any more risks. Very, very well, very well. Um, you may stay in the in the dining room, and, and yes, I will. I will keep keep my eyes open and out for whatever may be roaming these halls while you sleep. Thank you. Uh, only a couple of hours. We're happy to take watch ourselves. Oh well, uh, I don't really sleep, so it's it's not a trouble. All right. Do something for yourself, too, all right? Oh, uh, well, well I am right now, uh, helping all of you. It's very helpful, and I deeply appreciate it. All right, well, um, yes, I'll, I'll come in there. I'll just let me, um, let, you know, finish the dishes, and I'll be in there in just, just a moment. Of course, take your time. <laughs> Starts watching. I think Lovelace is barricading the doors. Okay. to the hallway from the dining room and in the one into the kitchen. Okay. Uh, um, what? How are you barricading them? Just to... Uh... I think chairs. Yeah. I think <laughs> I, I give them a good poke from a <laughs> safe distance. Okay, yeah. You <laughs> cautiously going about oh, poking... Wait, wait oh, can yeah. I, like, break them and, like, make some kind of, like, bar? Like, situation? Yeah. I mean, there's not really a... You would, unless you yeah. have a like camera and nails, you know. Yeah. But yeah, there's I no. I, just, I gotta prop them. Do yeah, the plastic, you, like chair propping thing. Got it. Okay. But, like, yeah. I take like I take like a lot of ple- pleasure in just like crunching <laughs> them in. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. So as you are barricading <laughs> the room and Coriander finishes up the dishes, uh, he eventually <laughs> comes back in and yeah. wince a little bit to see the destruction. But don't say anything. <laughs> um, and eventually, Coriander comes fluttering into the room, looks at the room, oh, okay, uh, and then flutters up into a corner and just um, perches. Uh, doesn't really have anywhere to perch. He'll go perch on the windowsill and look towards the door um, while you, uh, Lovelace, set up the final chair, barricading the room. Well, if he's going to be in here with us, I'll actually just, like, barricade the two doors in the dining room, I think. Okay, cool. Instead of trying to do something out there. Also, I do a sweep of it 
with the demon gall to make sure it's not already in here with us. Yes. Invisibly. You look down at the demon gall and it's just faintly towards uh, iron. Okay. Um, As you are closing the door to the kitchen, though, you do see liver shrub in there. Um, Oh, they're coming in with us, of course. Okay. All right. You gonna go grab them? Liver shrub. <laughs> You're at one hit point. Some gonna get its attention. Um, a piece of fluff or something. Uh, on it, if there's like any string, and I'm gonna just try, try to like get it attacking the thing and like lead it into this All other right. room. Go ahead and make an animal handling check. To oh boy. To follow you into the room. High stakes. Uh, eight. Four plus four. <laughs> <laughs> and then they dart out of the room. Okay. And head down the hall. I've done my due diligence. Never liked that one anyway. Okay. And you set up uh, this barricade <laughs> and settle down for the night. So... Um, are you all going to rely on Coriander to do the watches? I'm happy with that. Okay. Between that and the barricade. I will probably stay up a little bit. Okay. Not that I don't trust Coriander, just I want to think through some things. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll have Coriander do a perception check. I'll give them advantage. Okay. Very good. So, uh, just through Uh, help. Also keeping an eye out. You can give somebody advantage by also doing the same thing. So, uh, as Lovelace, I'm assuming, do you just pass out? Uh, Yeah, I pass out. Yeah. In the corner. Um, Far away from all the chairs. I've made a chair-free zone. (laughs) Um... Irony slumps down in a corner and they do pull out a small uh, journal and they're just uh, with a a bit of charcoal and they start writing in their journal. Um, You do see Kadam at one point though. They they finish writing, they tuck it away and then they reach into their satchel and they kind of look down at something and then close the satchel back up. And then close their eyes. Uh, um, I have uh, started smoking my pipe at this point um, and kind of try and catch their eye before they actually close their eyes. Okay. Um, hey. Hey. <laughs> How you doing? All right. Just hope we can get out of here. Me too. This was a lot more than any of us were expecting for today. I think. Yeah. All right. Um. I guess. Uh, okay. Oh yes. Oh, just I suppose idle curiosity. You got anything useful in your pack there? Oh, 
I don't. Can I make an insight check? Yeah. Uh, D20. Oh, dear. That's a 10. Okay, well, hold on. I gotta... Roll your persuasion or deception check. Uh-huh. That's right. We don't get to know which one. <laughs> Got a 10? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they... He seems pretty... Uh, pretty forthright with you. That this right. that there's no, he doesn't have anything. He just seems really kind of scared after the events of today. You know that is a reasonable reaction. <laughs> All right, well, let him go. Okay. All right, keep your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> he drifts off to sleep. While Coriander is perched up there on the windowsill, just watching the door as Kadam, you are left with the sound, the faint sounds of your companions sleeping the night away until I'm assuming you eventually fall asleep as well. I do. Um, okay. Okay. The night goes by. You have dreams throughout the night. Kadam, I think you find yourself standing in the streets of the outer city. Well, streets in the mud. Uh, finding yourself there on that first day that you saw the green figure of light. There above the unconscious figure, surrounded by worried Baldurians, flaming fists rushing down from the outer, uh, the lower city out of the gates. And something comes over you, and you just know that you can help this person. And, uh, yeah. You relive that experience. Yeah, do you, do you want to do something in your dream? Well, I'll reach out and grab their foot, like I did. Yeah, and as watching you... this time. What are you watching? For the, for the figure. Make a a religion check for me. What is happening? Uh, fourteen. This time, unlike last time when you grabbed their foot and you really only saw that figure for but a moment and then it dissipated and you felt compelled to reach out and grab this person as suddenly you watched as the gushing knife wound in their belly just sealed shut and you were able to stop this incident from happening. This time you look up and see this figure there, this swirling mass of green light vaguely humanoid and you watch as this kind of formless arm reaches out and guides your hand down on to the foot and you watch as that green sparkling energy just courses through the body as the wound seals and you feel 
warmth and calm come over you. Lovelace, in your sleep, you, and I'm assuming you've been having these dreams for a while now, you've been having these just roller coasters of images and experiences that just are not your own. You see a powerful woman, no hair, red robes, fire swirling around her. You see a rather tall, gentle-looking creature, almost cow-like, wielding an axe at their side, standing in some far-off land, thick masses of foliage around them, the air humid, the sound of insects and animals surrounding them. All of these experiences flooding through your consciousness as you sleep. Until eventually both of you... Can, can I, like, direct it or anything? Like, yeah, what would you like to focus? do? I think... I think I'm afraid here. I think in the past, when I've had these kinds of images and stuff, I've tried to make sense of them. Mm -hmm. I've tried to connect the dots. It's like, oh, I saw this one place in this dream, but maybe I saw like a floating city in another dream. And is it the same city? Mm -hmm. This time, I don't do sense making. This time, I think Lovelace kind of like turns her attention towards it's almost like she's praying mm -hmm. she says like I'm scared I feel alone I am being hunted by enemies and forces that I do not understand how do I protect the ones that I'm with and myself is, is there anything here guide me please Make, make a persuasion check. Got that plus zero. Yeah. Eleven. Eleven. The images just become more frequent as they start flashing through. And it just becomes a bit chaotic and you feel a bit more lost and there's no sense or reason to this and i'm angry at this it's like what are you if you're not helpful i don't understand what's going on that okay. doesn't help me okay so you start shouting this in your dream yeah okay uh as you we we can see lovelace standing there as this imagery is just <laughs> swirling around her as she's shouting out at all these disparate images swirling around her. Go ahead and make an intimidation check. I think also it's like the person that she is when she shouts isn't who she is in this body. It's like that cow-like person, maybe. Yeah, so you, you, like, the voice. I think the voice, you hear yeah. Lovelace's voice, 
but then it starts to almost blend with other voices. And maybe they're like coming so fast, it's like halfway through the sentence, it changes again, and then like yeah. two more words. Anyway, I got a nine. <laughs> okay, so those voices, eventually you lose your own voice and all you hear is just a, a, a strange blend, almost discordant sound of multiple voices saying what you want to say, but it is not your own voice. Oh, but it's like flashes mm -hmm. of just like diff totally different situations. It's like when people like splice together like shows to like say a certain like phrase or something. It's mm -hmm. like that where it's just like each word is like out of context. Totally. Yeah. Like in each and with each word, you see a different scene just flash. Yeah. <laughs> um, and your frustration boils up and your rage consumes you and you awake. Oh. As Kadong, I would kick a chair if it was near, but there's no chairs. It's chair-free zone. I did see earlier that uh, Tidy Valkyrie said that when horses do wake, it's often very uh, violent and and not graceful. <laughs> but yeah, um, so oh. is Gutweed around? Uh, well, yeah, so as you jolt awake, um, uh, once again, Gutweed. <laughs> Kind of oh, leaps sorry. off and down onto the ground. Sorry. Um, sorry. And Coriander looks towards you. Are you are you all right? Mm, I'm fine. Bad bad dreams. <sighs> um, just don't kick any more chairs if you can. Of course. I apologize. No, no, no. I don't know if I apologize. It's, 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 it's quite all right. I mean, understandable after what happened. But now that the danger is seemingly gone. Oh. Hey there. And I'm, I'm going to go over and try to play with Gutweed song, I think. Okay. Yeah, Gutweed comes up to you. and Gutweed, you're too good to me. I'm sorry for scaring you. Um, and you both get a long rest. So, go ahead. Get... Go back to full hit points and spell slots back. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will do the same for uh, Irony. And probably the same for that demon thing. Oh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> You're welcome. Do we have more homework? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Updating my stuff. Hey, it's been well. Yeah, it's been a day. Uh oh. <laughs> um, Ooh, is I do, it the thirtieth today? Uh, it is the thirtieth today. I mean, as far as you know, it's the thirtieth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a little calendar here that I like to do with my games. I keep track of the days and what month it is. So, marked off a day. Um. So, uh, yeah, you wake up once more to silence in this room. Um, and what would you all like to do now that you have recovered fully? I think kind of bleary-eyed Lovelace is going to go out on the, what, what's the word for it? Veranda? The Arboretum. Oh, the Arboretum. Arboretum, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so like unbarricade the door. Yeah, so pop it open, open it up into the hallway. Um, there's, yeah, the hallway uh, looks empty. Go into the Arboretum, I think, and announce like, it's like, okay, don't know if you're here. You're very clever. I'd appreciate it if I could just spend this morning hanging out here in this very beautiful place. We've had a long day and there's invaders and bad people in here. There's some kind of demon. I'd like to get ready for that in here yeah. and help protect this home, please. Make a persuasion check for me. Yeah! Persuasion is a 15. Okay. As you're waiting there in the silence, seeing the miasma swirling out before you, you feel something light onto your shoulder and hear a... (laughs) As um, orange sparkles just... And you see one of the fairy dragons resting on your shoulder. Hey. We'll leave you alone today. Another one appears to your right. (laughs) Yeah, no, it... We saw what happened in there. Uh, That was pretty rough. Yeah, thanks. Enjoy our garden. And just to make it better. (laughs) uh, Buff of pollen. Pollen kind of... Out of their mouth, make a wisdom save for me. Yeah! <laughs> uh, that's a five. Okay. Uh, roll a d8. Uh, I just wanted a nice morning. I know. I know. D8 is four. Four. Um. Okay. Roll a d6 for me. I knew it was coming. <laughs> That's a three. Oh, it wasn't a D8. It was a... It, sorry. Um, whatever. So it's fine. D6 is it, three. Yeah, yeah. Okay. D8 you just... Four. You just start uh, walking. Oh, my God. Uh, feeling great, though. And just start walking in a random direction. Feeling great, but not happy about it. <laughs> uh, well, you probably aren't happy about it when suddenly you become conscious of your actions as you bump into the railing and that feeling of euphoria kind of washes over you and they both of them are just <laughs> it's, it's fine we're not gonna do anything else just just wanted a little pick me up for the morning that's all we wanted to do for you <sighs> deep breaths and look now you're close to the railing and you look at the beautiful uh well there's no sunrise here but you know that whatever that is you know that weird stuff <laughs> so and i think lovelace will like breathe in, and then, like, kind of go through, like, her morning exercise, like, routine with, like, weapons and swinging and stuff. Okay. Uh, Kadam, would you like to do anything this morning before you head out? Well, we'll make breakfast while Lovelace does her thing. Okay. If, Um, uh, if Coriander will let me. Well, so, do you ask Coriander, or do you just start heading into the kitchen? I will ask. Okay. They seem 
not t- territorial is not the right word, but uh, particular. Um, they uh, look at you. Um, you would like to make breakfast. Um, well, it's not a very um. I, I you know what I. I could use the help. Uh, why don't you join me in the kitchen? It, it would be nice to have the company. Certainly, I would enjoy that. Uh, wonderful. Uh, what would you like for breakfast? Well, not soup, not soup, not soup. I was thinking we have a lot of soup. Tea. <laughs> tea. Yes, tea? we could do tea. Yes, yeah, of course. I'd like soup. All right, all right. All right. Someone's. All right, here. Uh, get that kettle on, and I'll go get the leaves. And he flies right. in the pantry, no. starts pulling out uh, tea leaves. Um, pulls out uh, a, a large pot, puts that down, gets the stove going, brings out some oats, starts pouring that in, uh, comes flying out um, with uh, what looks to be a bunch of dried fruit uh, and hands that to you. If you wouldn't mind dicing this up for me, we can put Absolutely. it in there. Absolutely. And, and here, uh, here's some cinnamon and uh, oh, here's a bit of some brown sugar as well. Um, th- My goodness. Not too much cinnamon. Just, you know, I... I I, it took me a while to figure that one out. It, it has such a fragrance to it. I used to put so much, and then I was told that, well, it maybe is a bit overpowering. So, uh, be All careful right. with that. I'll uh, use it sparingly, and I will. Oh. I will be sous chef. Okay, so you get to uh, cook breakfast with Coriander as Lovelace is out on the balcony. The two little fairy dragons watching intently. Um, as you're training every once in a while, pointing out things. I think you should raise your arm a little bit there. Yeah, your, your form's okay. You could do a little better. Maybe widen your, widen your stance. Widen your stance. You need a solid foundation. Well, I mean, they got four legs. <laughs> Come on. If um, they turn away for a moment, like, to, like, chatter at each yeah. other, I think I'd like to, like, do, a, like, a thrust in their direction. Okay. They, ah! <laughs> That's good. That's it. That's it. Um, as in the kitchen, we can see through the windows, Kadam and Coriander cooking. Uh, Irony, uh, will stay in the dining room and it will go over into the corner and, uh, you are doing something over there as Kadam is cooking and Lovelace is training. So after probably half an hour or so, you were able to get breakfast served. Uh, finish up your training and uh, have your breakfast. Um, do any of you want to do anything in this time, or shall we just go to the end of breakfast as you are finishing up? Coriander is gathering up the dishes and flying them back into the kitchen, uh, and Irony is straightening themselves out after breakfast, um, rubs their hands together. <sighs> all right, uh, as lovely as this all has been, really, uh, really wonderful, Coriander and Kadam, thank you. Um, oh, absolutely. Shall we try to find the rest of these books? Let's. While Let's. Our eyes open. Yep, I'm done here. Okay, good. Thank you again, Coriander. Oh, uh, yes. Please, come come back whenever you need anything. And I'm actually going to close the doors this time, knowing what I know now. Um, absolutely. Um, holler if you need us. And by the way, I'd, that thing that was in there. Th- that's not supposed to be in there. I have no idea how it got up here. Um, oh. Uh, yes. Th- up here? Was it downstairs? I believe it was. Yes. 
or uh, I don't understand. I didn't, as I said, we were. Kumin and I uh, heard something in there the other evening, and we we poked our noses in, didn't see anything. Everything looked fine. Uh, and we went back to our business, but I don't know how it got up there. Um, so with that in mind, you said there's an invisible demon, but there may be other things around, so I don't... Uh, so this place is, apparently is a mess right now, so I don't know what happened. Um... Alright. Thank you for the warning. Of course, and uh, good luck. Thank you. Thank you. So. We'll continue onward. Yeah. Uh, where would you like to go? I think out this front door. Okay. What do you think? Up the stairs? Or down the hallway? Let's finish this floor. Sounds good to me. So, we proceed. You're out. Okay. You start walking down the wooden halls, and you can see uh, on this end of the mansion that there are two more doors leading off to the right and one at the end of the hall. Uh, there, yeah. Lovelace is currently standing in front of one of the doors leading off into some room. What would you like to do? Let's cautiously open this. Okay. Uh, you cautiously push on the door and it creaks open, revealing the inside of this room. <laughs> That's all there is. What is all going on here? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, there's something in there. What um, am I seeing, Nathan? I'm about to tell you what you are seeing. I can't see anything. The token definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, you can't. You're seeing. Well, it's because um. Yeah, it's like that. Yep. I just showed chat the the view that you have, and this is what. Uh, let me see. Lovelace is seeing that. I see scorch marks and a household object. <laughs> yes. So as you open the door slowly and peer inside, you can see that there is a battered wooden mannequin uh, in one corner. A weapon rack holding staves, daggers, um, and then a large window. And on the outside of the window, there is the miasma of blue, uh, blue and purple light coming through. And in the middle of the room, hovering a bit above the ground and just gently <laughs> sweeping the floor below it is a broom that is just animated and moving throughout the room, sweeping the area. You do see in uh, one corner there are scorch marks on the ground as well, um, as the broom is just kind of brushing whatever little bits of dust remain. This room actually looks quite pristine, despite the scorch marks. Like, those are not coming out anytime soon. Um, but this thing just seems to be going about sweeping the area. I'll move aside so... Kidam can look in. You look in, Kidam, and see the same thing. Huh. Well, no books in here. Do I see any books? Make Just a, make a perception. Poke my head in. No, I do not. Oh? No. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a one. Oh, yes, you definitely don't see any books. 
You just see what I described. Um, sorry to bother you, I say to the space next to the broom. Alright, uh, we'll go over Lovelace. Do we continue no, on? in here. Close the door. <laughs> the door shuts. Alright. Us one room down. Two more to go. I guess we continue down the hall. <laughs> okay, go <laughs> Keep going down the hall. <laughs> oh my god. That was amazing. Alright, uh, you would you like to carefully open this as well? I would. Okay. You carefully open this door, revealing. Uh, let me check something. Okay. The door slowly creaks open and reveals on the other side a room filled with books. God damn it, this is almost oh, worse. I see a couple of books on that uh, desk over there. Yes, and so within here you can see that there are tall shelves just filled with books li- that line the walls. There are two shelves in the center of the room um, also filled with books. And uh, there are in fact stacks of books um, just stacked up on desks around the room. And these, uh, and little like chairs at these little reading tables. Well, right. uh, this is less intimidating than the entirety of Candle Keep. Good start. We can do this. We can do this. Okay. We are looking for... Mimics. Right. Right. We are looking for a black-bound leather book. Relatively thin, did you say? Uh, it's... Like Morden Condon on the front cover. Yeah, yeah, like maybe inch and a half thick. Maybe two. Yeah. Oh, well, so this is going to cautiously step into the room. Motion detector, doll thing, out. Yep. You step in with the the gall, uh, galling agent held out before you, and it's just faintly pulsing uh, in the direction of irony. Great. All right. Looks like we got our work cut out for us. Yeah. Uh, irony, you work in a library. How does one look for a specific book? Oh, bother. Um, well, they should have some type of, uh, you know, system for organizing this. Um, and as he's saying this, and Kadam, you are starting to walk into the room, and you get to, uh, to this square. Um, you suddenly hear behind you as you're, or pro- are you looking at the shelves as you walk past? Oh. Yes. Okay, so as you're looking at this shelf to your left, walking past, you hear this sudden, like, of like creaking wood and the shelf starts coming towards uh, you. Get out of the way. Make a <laughs> dexterity saving throw for me. Alright, that ain't bad. Fourteen. Fourteen. Unfortunately, you try to duck out of the way as this shelf just and falls on top of you, knocking you prone and pinning you to the ground. Books spill out everywhere. 
and behind it, you just see Lovelace and uh, Kadam as you're now lying there with this thing pinning your chest. This swirling mass of books <laughs> flying up into the air, their little uh, um, covers flapping as they go, <laughs> creating this like tornado-like form of books swirling in the air. Uh, roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I'm sorry, but you are prone and restrained. I will oh, use another one. This. Oh boy! I think I rolled higher than a one. Why does everything in this library? I'm very proud of myself. I rolled a two. You rolled a two. <laughs> oh, this is good. This is good. This is uh, good. a total of four. Okay, and so sorry. What was your total, Kadam? Just one. One. Okay, and uh, four for Lovelace. This is all very good, guys. This is <laughs> really good. Let's see if Irony can get in here with a... Yes! <laughs> a two! <laughs> yeah! Oh my god. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So, uh, as the bookshelf <laughs> pins you to the ground, these I books think... swirling up around you. Yeah, Lovelace? I think the thing here is that, like, I was prepared to fight this bookcase. I'm like, the bookcase is coming for us. I'm going to mess up more furniture. And so, like, it actually takes a second to, like, realize that all the books that flew everywhere, like, some of them are still up in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and as you're trying to, to you're probably, I bet you're looking down at the bookcase, yeah. right? Like, getting ready to stab it and realize that suddenly, like, just like, you're this, like, yeah. And you look up wide-eyed, realizing that you did not acquire the right target as these books swoop down towards the pinned Kadam. Um, They can occupy your space because they are a swarm. So they swirl around you and they're going to use their... This is for Lieutenant Crashdown and Operation. This is in the stat block. They're going to use their book... Club attack. No! no! <laughs> so, uh, sorry, Kadam, I gotta move you for a second so I can access oh, that's the all thing. That. Um, so they use their book club to attack Kadam with advantage because you are restrained. Uh, for oh, a yeah. 17 to hit. That hits. Okay. I'm gonna take damage for the first time. You this are. This entire campaign. You're so... Everybody's like, yes! Uh, oh, I rolled minimum damage. Okay, you only suffer three points of bludgeoning damage as these what? books start <laughs> and battering you in the face. Just um, and Kadam, you just see, or lovely, so you just see Kadam being consumed by these books swirling around them. Uh, it is your turn, Lovelace. Um, I think first and foremost, I've learned my lesson from like just trying to attack the thing. Kidam, no! And just like trying to like grab Kidam and like pull them out. Is there any way I can like get Kidam? Uh, yeah, yeah. Make an athletic athletics check to try to pull Kidam out. Okay. Thirteen. Uh. I'm not rolling great today. Oh, this is weird. Hold on. I'm reading. (laughs) 
Oh, strange. Okay, that's really weird. So you get down and start to lift the bookcase up, but it is just not quite the right angle, but you can feel it starting to... It feels like if, um, you know, Kadam or someone else were to get in there and try to push, it would probably get up enough for Kadam to squirm out. But it wasn't quite enough to get Kadam out. That's um, helping! Uh, irony... Um, yeah, Irony goes, uh... Uh, okay, uh, and he gets down and he's gonna try to lift it as well. Um, so he will make it at advantage. Oh, buddy. Hmm. He got a zero, guys. He got a zero. An advantage? Well, no, he got an 11, but, but, but one of his rolls was a, a, oh. a one minus one. So he's like, can't lift it at all. Uh, Kadam, it is your turn. I would like to grab at the books that are flying around my face mm-hmm. and cast Inflict Wounds. Okay. okay. Uh, roll an attack roll. I don't this. How does this work on books? <laughs> what? How are books wounded? Like their spines get cranked? And we'll like find out. Like all their like pages get little corner like notched, just like folded down in. <laughs> Every single page gets rabbit ears. It's just like uh. <laughs> that, that's a twenty-four to hit. That yeah. definitely hits. Um oh, if you're restrained, do you attack at disadvantage? Oh, that's possible. Yes, attack it so roll that attack at disadvantage. I'm really sorry. That's all right. That still probably will hit. 19. Yeah, that definitely hits as you reach up and grab on to some of these books. And then... Oh my goodness. Um... That's a lot of damage. Uh... That's 22 points of damage. <laughs> Necrotic damage. I rolled almost max. Are you serious? You rolled 22 points? Yep, I rolled a 9, <laughs> a 7, and a 6. And that's that's 22, yeah? Okay, Kadam, how do you destroy the books <laughs> with, with inflict wounds? <laughs> they literally had 22 hit points. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, <laughs> how do you? Yeah, how do you want to do this? What does this look like? I'm, I'm wondering. I, I do so... have an idea. If you um, if you want, I could describe what I'm imagining. But I wanted to at least leave it to you. I think these books are not pristine, are they? Uh, no. So all of the cracked bindings and all of the dog-eared pages. And the, uh, the the coffee rings uh-huh. just suddenly start to expand, and yeah. the books deteriorate rapidly in front of yeah. our eyes. Yeah, as you grab onto two of these books, you suddenly see this wave of um, almost purple energy just <laughs> burst outwards from your hands, and all the books suddenly kind of almost freeze frame in the air. 
And then you just watch as they and crumble into dust and bits of paper. And you watch as one falls on the ground next to you, Kadam, and watch as a dark stain on it just extends outwards from it. And it just and almost turns to mulch on the floor next to you. And you're laying there now with this bookcase pinning you as bits of paper and dust are just raining down around you. Oh! Oh! Um, hey. Are they um, Sorry? What? Why are you sorry? Um, what did you do? What was that? Well, uh, I panicked. Um, I can see that. I did too. Uh, n- normally, uh, I don't make mulch, but, um, can, can you help me get this off me? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, with, and with, yeah, with without being in combat, you're able to, and lift it up as Kadam, you're able to squirm out from under it. So, you find yourselves in this room now with bits of paper and dust just kind of billowing around the space. I am feeling guilty about that. <laughs> I really hope that none of those books were ones we needed. Well, as you say that, and um, lovely, you're looking around the room, you see behind you on the shelf right at the corner where Kadam was headed, uh, there is a book there. Oh, there it is. With an R on its spine. Walk over, pluck it out. Mm-hmm. Pulls out of the shelf. Hand it to Kidam. Found it. Thank you. So we have rib now. Huh. R-I-B. Or beer. Uh, that how many books are there supposed to be again? I believe seven. Okay. Cribbage. Ridge line. <sighs> well, uh, that seemed to go just about as well as it could have. Bridges. Riddle. No, B, not D. <laughs> I think uh, continue to uh, try different seven-letter words that contain B, I, and R. <laughs> we make our way outside again. Yeah. So you have the room, the door you came through, and then there is a door leading out of this room. I would, I would like to do a quick investigation check to see if there's anything else in this room. There could be two books in this room. Okay. I know it's unlikely. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Uh, make your investigation. There's no more books in this room. I think we're good to go. What'd you get? All right. Seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the only thing that you'd both notice with your passive perception is that some of the bookshelves, um, there are books that are strewn out on the floor with slash marks in them and bits of paper, like, strewn about. Um, but, yeah, nothing else really catches your eye. Perhaps we're not the first ones to have encountered that thing. Perhaps not. 
If the demon died, would it become visible? I am the wrong person to ask about that, my friend. That's fair. Uh, yes. Yes, it, it would. If, if it works like it should, then yes. All right. Although I think that, uh... Yes, uh, demons, um, typically when they die, they, they don't, they don't truly die, right? They don't. Oh, no. That's worrisome. Oh, it, we sh- it, it should be fine. Um, we basically, by killing it, we send it back to its home plane. Uh, its home plane of oh. existence. That doesn't sound too bad for it. Uh, yeah. Um, but if it, uh, it's, it's quite difficult for fiends to come into our world. So we should be fine. Just, you know, maybe don't go traveling into the abyss. Um. I mean, don't do that, though. Just don't do that. I uh, had no plans, and we continue to have no plans. Good. All right. Cool. Where would you like to head to next? One more last door, feeling lucky. Okay. Uh, as you open this door, it reveals a stone uh, balcony that looks out into the purple swirling mists before you. Cautiously step out. Stepping out onto the balcony, you see there is a door off to your right that probably leads back into the library that you were in. Other than that, you don't see anything around you. Nothing out here. You do see, obviously looking up, there is the second story. Oh, can we climb up there? I can't climb up there. That's like a specific center, I think. Uh, looking up, though, you see that the, the building seems to narrow on that upper floor, at least above this room, um, and there are no windows on that, this part of the building. So it's just stone uh, stonework and then a roof above you. Oh. But it looks like the building is, at least from this angle, looks like there are only two st- or one more story up. And that's it. Alright. Staircase inside? Or we could revisit that haunted broom. We could. Let's do staircase inside. Alright. First. Okay. No point in um, entangling ourselves. Okay. Uh, who's going first? Me. Okay. Clop, clop. So just like carefully up the stairs. Okay. Do you want to try to be stealthy? Sure. Okay. Let's roll some stealth checks. Yeah, I'd like you all to make stealth checks. Okay, I'm going to move you over to the other map. I have no armor. <laughs> I will, if we're, if if you communicate that we're trying yeah. to be stealthy, I will, like, grab my own forearms to try and, and silence all of my bracelets. Right, you make stealth checks at disadvantage, correct? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I got an 18. Nice. Uh, I only got a 17. I almost called him Inquiry. Um, I got a 9. You got a 9? Quank, quank, Well, you are technically doing a group, group check here, and there are three of you, and half of you, six, well, maybe succeeding. 
<laughs> is that how stealth checks work, or is it like uh, for group stealth? Lowest? Yeah. Yeah. For oh. so for group stealth checks, if there were like five of you, you would need three of you to succeed. Yeah. That that's some people run it that way. That's how I run it. So. Um. So. I have those. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how it works. Like as Kadam is trying to go up. Yeah, maybe that's what happens. Is Kadam, you're walking up, not holding on to your jewelry, and Lovelace turns around and you you grab onto your jewelry and try to keep it from jingling <laughs> as you walk up these stairs very quietly with irony behind you. Um, Is that a suit of armor? So at the top of the stairs, you do see a suit of armor holding a long sword point down. And it sits upon a wooden stand in front of a large window. And behind it, you can see the purple sky. Uh, this armor looks to be very... Mm, I mean, you don't really wear armor, Lovelace, but it looks really intricate. And like, there's lots of um, filigree on it and all kinds of you know bits and bobs. Like, it doesn't look like it would be designed for war. Uh, the sword, though, looks looks genuine from from your first glance going up the stairs. Uh, above the armor, you can see there is a wooden trap door uh, in the ceiling. And then to your right, there is a doorway uh, at the top of the stairs. And as you crest over the top, you can see another door off to your left. I don't like that suit. I'm just going to gingerly walk up to it. Okay. Does it have like a visor or a full helmet or something? It does have a full helmet. I would like to lift up the visor and just take yeah. a quick look inside. Okay. You reach forward and place a hand on it and... It's just a hollow pseudo... I mean, I guess there would be a, a mannequin within, you know, to support it, but nothing happens. Uh, nothing on the call. Um, good question. Let's see, this would actually be over here. Um, besides this, that, okay. Uh, on the gall, it's just faintly. That's almost towards worse. irony. Okay, I think I think we're good here. This door first, the one like right next to us. Okay. Just like kind of point at it. Just okay. creak it open. Creak any creaking it open. And uh, within you see another hallway with an oil lamp and two more doors. Your choice. Yeah, let's let's check it out. Um, as you are walking down the hall, the galling agent starts to and become a bit more agitated. Which direction? Make a perception check for me as okay. you're trying to decipher what's yeah, happening with, with irony behind you. Yeah. That's another eight. I can't tell. You can't tell. It's just becoming more agitated. Cool. 
just like holds it up. I will uh, ready myself, get my my shield up. Okay. Let's creak this first room up in. All right. Uh, okay, I would like you to make another stealth check for me. Uh, just Lovelace, who is opening the door. As I'm assuming you're trying to open this door quietly. Exactly the same as last time, 18. Okay, so you very quietly place a hand on it, turn the knob, you start to hear it creaking a little, and able to gently get it into place, and then push the door open, peering inside, and inside this room, you see... Uh, sorry. Here we go. This appears to be some sort of parlor. Uh, there is scarlet armchairs um, and reading tables piled high with books. And there is a fire in the fireplace at the back. But some of the books have been onto the ground and scratched, paper strewn about the room. Uh, and mounted above the fireplace are two swords crossed over the top and various heads of animals, uh, like trophies, mounted around the room. You can see a stag, a wolf. Um, there is... I don't actually know what this creature is, so give me a second as I look it up. But there are various animals mounted on the wall. Ah, so you see um, the stag, the wolf, some sort of what looks like, how would I describe this? It has antlers, um, a snout, and kind of almost large uh, um, deer-like ears, but where the snout comes uh, to a point where there would be normally... um, teeth of a prey animal there are these sharp predatory teeth coming out of it and all around the neck where there would be you would expect fur as the face is covered in fur is just feathers uh, like a mane of feathers so that's mounted on the wall um there is also a something that looks very canine in it in its uh in its shape um, but this thing, there's something off about it. Um, well, first off, <laughs> uh, there are two heads. It is this two-headed dog-like figure sprouting out from the wall. Um, the fur, a deep, deep black coloration, and a little flecks of red fur going throughout it. And the eyes have been you know, either preserved or they're marbles or something, but the coloration of the eyes is almost a fiery orange red. Do I recognize either of these strange creatures? Um, you can make uh, a religion check for me. Uh, and there's one more head, which looks uh, to be very draconic in nature, small, um, covered in black scales with almost an iridescent sheen. It's an 11 on the religion check. Uh, it's... You're not sure. Yeah. 
I mean, it looks kind of fiendish, but yeah. And then the the other the, the other creatures, you not even sure. So. All right. Yeah. So that's what's in this room. Um. Some books. No demon. Well, then we can see. Um. I would like to step into the room. Okay. Um. Nope, that is through the wall. There we go. <laughs> phases through the wall. Oops. Uh, yes. Other direction. Um, stepping into the room. Nothing um, happens. All right. I would start to carefully. I would like to start carefully looking at the books. While keeping an ear out, specifically. Okay. Make a perception check as you're searching the room. Well, that's good. Perception. We're getting close to time here, so we'll we'll see mm-hmm. what happens next, and then we'll probably end there. 23. 23. Wow. Looking around the space, first off, you do see there is a book splayed out on the floor... Uh, with its cover completely gashed where it can be. The, the, the kind of metal engraving of Mordenkainen is just kind of varnished a bit and scratched. Or not varnished, but scratched, tarnished. Um, and on the spine of it, you do see the letter Y. Three, three I will take that. Okay. You bend over... Uh, having to head over towards where the book is in the corner of the room, say over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you bend over to reach down and you place a hand on it and pull it up to look at it. And you hear this metallic Oh. And as you look up, you see the, the two swords pulling out from the mantle. And they hover up in the air and go into a guarded position. Uh, this really will... isn't even fair, I say to the swords. <laughs> and we, we will run. ask to find these books. Uh, and we will end tonight's session there as these two swords are hovering before Kadam. So, with that, we'll end tonight's session. I'd say we just take the book and run. <laughs> I'm cut off for sure. Um, all right. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, and we will end tonight here. Um, I went to the wrong screen there. <laughs> I went to our opening scene, which uh, would have completely mute- muted us. So, yeah. Uh, but anyways, thank you everybody for joining us tonight. Um, we will resume once more next week at our usual time, 7.30. Um, room by room, we just clear this place. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, if you would like to, uh, I, I may as well just throw this out here this time right away. Um, we do have our social accounts up and running, our Twitter and our Instagram, if you want to get updates on when we go live and all that. But otherwise, thank you for watching us, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Good night! Have a good Good night. night! Bye!